Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Romania. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. And at the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Woo! Woo! It, it, it deserves a cheer because we're almost at the end. Almost. We are. This is the penultimate episode before we cast the votes open. Mm, yes, more admin. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in Romania this week. Yeah. Yes. Funny national final. Hmm. Very funny. <laughs> Shall we jump into it? Shall we? Okay, let's. The Romanian national final was held on the 11th of February 2023 in the TVR studios in Bucharest. It was the Selecția Națională 2023, which is 2023 mm. to you and me. 85 submitted entries were shortlisted to 12 by an expert panel and then a one-show national final. Voting was televoting and online only. So, no controversial juries this time. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, um, yeah, let's say about that then. <laughs> let's gloss over that, shall we? <laughs> Can I just say, actually, I don't mind saying this, I'm not going to give anything away, but one of our most, if not the most, uh, listened to episode of Second Cherry was that remaining episode where there were two jury. <laughs> Was Get made up. Happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just FYI. Mm, yeah. None of that this year, though. No. Just over to the public, and do you like it or do you not? I prefer it like that. Yeah. I mean, you know what the rules are, so yeah. let's do it. I don't yeah. mind a jury, but you know, I don't like a jury that's got a waiting that's way over what the public get to input. So yeah. Having said that, look at what the public selected. <laughs> Dejete, off and on by Theodore Andre. Should we just remind ourselves of the cacophony that that was? We have to. Theodore Andre there, making a fist of it. Oh, bless his heart. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, we said this on the podcast early on in the series that, you know, just, I think it just needs an adult. You need, a, you know, an accompanying adult in the room to <laughs> make, help steer decision making, I think. To disavow him of some of his creative ideas. Yes. Not douse the flame so much, but to... um just make sure it blows in the right direction. Mm, it was all a bit tawdry, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was tawdry in the national final. It was, you know, it wasn't as tawdry as it could have been at Eurovision, but it was just 
Well, it was actually. No, it was. It. Yeah. And also, like, some of the, the, the afterwards, you know, sort of in, interviews, this person's being blamed, that's... And I was like, at the end of the day, you can blame anyone, but it wasn't a great song. It wasn't staged well. And actually, Eurovision now is... You've got to have a good song. You can't wing it. It came 15th of 16 in the semi-final. And can you remember why it came 15th of 16? Because it was terrible? <laughs> and not, well, I suppose <laughs> not 16th. Not 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't. Well, it got no points. But because there is the tiebreak rule, yes. Uh, once you can't split a country by points, and there were no sp- points to split Romania and San Marino, it comes down to how early you performed in the running order. <laughs> so because... <laughs> Theodore Andre got an earlier running than peaked Jacks from San Marino. He came 15th and they came 16th. Which is frustrating because, you know, subjectivity, whatever, but I would have that the other way around if I was to rank the songs. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, well, that ends the breaks. They're the rules. Yeah, I mean, it was a lively final. Um, So, did the right song win? No. That was very clear. It was very clear. <laughs> I could pick... I mean, even not knowing what else was on offer, the wrong song was. <laughs> look, let's... Okay, look, let's be... I mean, apart from maybe one of the songs that we're going to talk about now, um, I think all of them could have put, done a run for the money in terms of... As in, can you do better than second class place in the semi-final? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It wasn't the strongest selection in Romania. But when we were looking at what was going to be in our selections this year, of the remaining national finals, and some we've issued just because the quality is not there for a podcast and an entry, um, Romania did stand out as having a little bit more to offer than some of the other national finals. So let's dive in and see what... Theodore Andre managed to beat. So the first song up today is Stephen Rojo times Gabriella times Formatia Albatross with Lele. There's a lot of multiplication going on in the <laughs> group title. <laughs> well, there's a lot to process in the song, to be honest. There certainly is. What did you think of this, Matt? Uh, well, lyrically, I think we can get a bit of an idea of where we are with this. Um, the lyrics say, In the dark, wolves are ready to attack. Their souls are black, trying hard to dim my light. But I'm strong, like the mountains I come from. I face them all, carry my faith like a sword. Um... So I, I guess I can't tell whether the song is about a woman taking back control, like having her own agency, or whether it is reference to the encroaching Russian invasion and war. Because uh, you know there is an element of that in Romania. They are sort of slightly looking eastwards, thinking, 
how far what what are your plans how far um are you coming this way so um i i don't know there there could be a little bit of both mixed up in that not that you would know that from the song composition because it's kind of quite fun and lovely and weird and exciting and all sorts of things at once i'm a bit confused by this i think gabriella is the main singer and so uh, is joined on stage with stephen and uh, stephen bless him i think is a new performer perhaps not been on stage before is probably the best thing to say that uh that's all i can really say he's a He's an ingenue. He's an ingenue, and he uh, is he very much favours a very uh, a dance move because uh, he repeats it over and over. Uh, so, could uh, you describe that dance move to us, Matt? I would say, like, if you're clearing bushes in front of you, <laughs> but with an upturned palm, like you're presenting, like, uh, but you're kind of like starting in the middle and pushing your palms out wide. And he does this every 2.5 seconds whilst on stage. And I feel a little bit like, oh, we needed to just work with his performance a little bit there before you put him on national TV, maybe. Um, but that aside, uh, there's a group dance in the chorus that is fucking brilliant. I love it. It works brilliantly. Slightly incongruous with everything else. He, she's been spun around by Stephen. Stephen keeps staring at Gabriella, I think, for to know what the da- next dance move is. Uh, look, the song's really catchy, and I think it would have had. I'll say this about this: if this won and went to Eurovision, the process that you go through to go from your national final to the Eurovision stage would have been the biggest glow up for this song. I think this song definitely would have could have done something better than DTG. Anyway, I was confused by this. I like the so the folkness of it. It feels like it's folk story of kind of you know simple mountain folk yeah um or country folk and it's got a lot of balkan sounds to it and it's got that nice little sort of line up formation dance um and uh, there's a very smiley backing dancer he's he's having the time of his life um stephen is a little um limp i would say maybe lackluster he doesn't feel as though he's got his choreography on point at the moment, he looks as though he's glancing across to Gabriella quite a lot of times for reassurance mm. to see what his next move's going to be. I'm not sure he's ever been on the stage before. Never mind in national telly, yeah. hoping to go to bloody Eurovision. Yeah, they would have sorted that out, though, eventually. I misheard the lyrics for this um, because what Gabriella sings is, now I'm taking back my reign, as in, well... It's, I don't know what rain she means, actually, because it's spelt a little bit like the rain as in the reins of a horse. But I'm not sure if she means like rain as in the reign of a king or a queen or somebody in power. But I misheard it completely because I thought she was singing, now I'm taking back my ring. And she was taking her ring back from him and calling off the engagement or the marriage. And Stephen's kind of lolloping around, quite goofily around her. And I thought he was sort of like a lovesick puppy. <laughs> and she was the one that was going, do you know what? I've had enough of this. <laughs> Give me my ring back. We're not getting married after all. Send the trousseau back. <laughs> but before you do, spin me around, then throw me over and then we'll do a little dance. Yeah, but she's not. It's not a song about breaking up at all. It's a song of empowerment and standing up to, you know, whatever is looming. Mm. I guess which is very incongruent with the performance yeah it's quite flighty mm. and like you said like traditional 
yeah, I can't center the dot. I'm just like, okay, it's uh, it's almost like two concepts smashed together. But it is fun. Oh yeah, Let's I love the song. Song number two then is Blah 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 by Aladeida. Monty, thoughts on blah, blah, blah? Well, this is a song of female empowerment. The blah, blah, blah is what she's what she ain't taking from nobody else. <laughs> ain't taking nobody's blah, blah, blah. Don't need a man. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Shaking that thing from side to side. Down tempo. Just let go. Um, this is... It's got sass. It's got attitude. Um, there's a dance break in the middle where they, they sit on chairs. There's a lot of bunda on display. There's a lot of um, big buttocks. Um, they're in their female de- backing dancers in sort of chapless outfit or chapped outfits with, you know, their, their buttocks showing from behind. It's got the sense of this is in the vein of Chanel with slow-mo. But it's more Margaret than it is Chanel. <laughs> it is very Margaret from Poland, do you mean? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's cheap as chips, um, Latin empowerment. It feels as though the producers of the show have gone, what's worked at Eurovision? Let's chuck in something which is a Tupney Hapney or whatever loose changes in Romania copy of this. And yeah, I mean, it's not without its charm. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit rubbish. And yeah, I mean, I, I quite like it, though. I mean, in this national final, I think it stood out. I mean, she's clearly... I think she's from the school of Little Mix, actually, because her vocal styling is very much like that. And the pulled hair back, harshly pulled back, and the long ponytail is very, very Little Mix. So she's obviously playing to a known trope of female singers. Um, because obviously Little Mix are known the world over. I think this is the sort of song that she should be singing, therefore. Um, even if I do think it is, you're right, it is a little plastic. But I'll say this, her voice carries quite well. It's not a, a performer that is sort of, you know, inexperienced and therefore the vocal's a bit wobbly. It's all a bit, you know, put together roughly. Actually, she's well put together. I like it. Look, she's strutting her stuff on stage. She's doing her thing with her girls. Fuck everyone else. And I think, good for you. Good on her. Next song up is by Andrea D. Folklore Orchestra called Perenita Mea. My Little Pillow. <laughs> Now, 
Now, I just want to point out the spelling of folklore in the title here. It's F-O-L-C-L-O-R. Folklore. Folklore. I, I quite like this. What do you um, think of Andrea and her little pillows? Yeah, well, I think the band's name, as you said, I think it does come from her. Her name is Andrea. I have to say, <laughs> the beginning is hilarious to me. Uh, it leads us to believe that there's this gorgeous ethno song of lament um, about to go down. And then it whiplashes us into a high energy trad ditty about her boobs. It does seem to be about her boobs. I can't, there's no other reading of this, Monty. Honestly, I, I, Little Pillow, as the song is titled, it has to be tits. Because the lyrics lead me to believe that when the girls come out, catching all the eyes, let the boys play. That's my perinita with fire. I mean, boobs, boobies. I think so. I think there's one interpretation of the girls. <laughs> it's uh, look, it's silly, it's fun, and I'm absolutely here for it. It's a, it's a decent song. I, 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 we don't connect culturally necessarily with this sort of music in the UK. It's not in our charts. It's not our sensibilities. They tend to steer towards sort of Western Europe and America. But this is why I love national final season and hearing songs like this. I think it's a lovely little track. It's all that lovely Balkan brass. That's very synonymous with their music of the, this um, part of the world. So you've got a trumpet, you've got a trombone, you've got a, a fiddler, you've got an accordion player. Um, Andrew is giving it incredible welly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Um, and then there's a dancer that comes out. First of all, he looks like he's a waiter and then he starts banging his drum. Um, and it's all very... It's all very kind of turbo-folky. It's, you know, it could only come from this part of the world. Yeah. And I... Just think that gives it uh, a joy. I've heard better versions of this, of better examples of the genre. But, yeah, this is fun. This is lively. This is jolly. Yeah. I'm enjoying Andrea's little pillow. (laughs) Moving on then to song number four, which is Jack's Man with Bad and Cool. Rocky roads I drive alone and never slow. Oh, oh, oh. I'm made of stone, I have to go where the bright lights never die. Rocky roads I drive alone and never slow. Oh, oh. I'm made of stone, I have to go and never return. Be back, oh, bad and cool. I don't follow no rules. You can say I'm most cool. I just wanna be bad, oh, bad and cool. I don't follow no rules. You can say I'm a uh, Monty, bad and cool thoughts. I have many. Oh, I'm not really sure where to start with this. Well, let's start with the start of the song. Okay. So Jack's man is describing getting up and starting his morning. Um, he can't stop. Start, he can't start the day without a cigarette, a uh, cup of coffee. It's as simple as it gets. Don't need no breakfast. Don't need nothing else. Hey, that's okay. So there's this kind of bravado setting him up as a bit of a, you know, bit of a man, bit of a macho man. Um, but I think he belies that slightly. Um, in the lyrics, he goes on to um, to say, I'm just going to go ride for a while. You're going to leave all this nonsense behind. You'll see me on the other side. I just want to be bad, bad and cool. I don't follow no rule. You can say I'm old school. Ah, oh, bless him. I mean, he's 
he's not a bad look cool. He's on stage in a fawn tracksuit. Yeah. He's doing some lacklustre dancing. He's lolloping around the stage. It Honestly, it looks like the baddest thing he's ever done is hand his geography homework in late. Uh, yeah, he looks frightened, actually. Deer headlights come to mind for me. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, really. He's. Um, I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. Look, he's got limited performing experience. Presenting a song, it's not too bad. The song's okay, actually. It's okay. It's just it. It's got personality. Backing that up, honestly, the hubris of men. You know, just thinking it, and therefore it is. Uh, <laughs> I think. I, so this is what I think about this song. This needs a storyteller, you know? This needs somebody... Like, we, we st- spoke about that in Italy, how the performers were seasoned performers and they knew how to deliver their song and, and tell the story. And I feel like this is someone who hasn't quite connected with that yet. Something to work on, definitely. Uh, let's see if he comes back to the national final again. Would be good to see if he kicks on from this opportunity. I mean, he's certainly got ambition. Um, and... He is inhabiting the part of the character of the song who wants desperately to be bad and cool, but isn't. He's the perfect epitome of that, really, in many ways. I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but this is the kind of performance that you just have to have a look at because it is just jaw-droppingly awful. Amateurish. (laughs) He's, you know, the bravado grows though. I mean, by the time it you know, gets to the end of the song, he drops to his knees, arms outstretched, and he's beckoning applause from the audience, you know, by waving his hands. So there's, the, there's, there's confidence, there's bravado. Something to work with. Yes. It's a start. It might need a lot of work, but <laughs> yeah, everyone's got to start somewhere. So song five is called Statues, and it's by... Andre Dutu. No, 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 nothing's ever gonna tear us down. Now, I just want to give a little nod to the songwriters here. Um, Aidan O'Connor, who I've known for many years, um, uh, met at Eurovision many, many years ago, and somebody that we all know at Eurovision, Merland. Oh, yes. From uh, Norway. Ah, so what do you make of um, statues, Matt? Well, I'm loving Andre's attire, I have to say. It's like something you'll find at Clone Zone in Soho, which is a gay shop, let's say that. Uh... <laughs> It's a gay sex shop. It's a gay sex shop. Uh, it's literally like half business suit, half water sports harness. It's got this sort of like yellow accent, which means it saves Andre having to t- tell people that he's into piss, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's a club in London that we know that some people who we might be quite close to happen to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has various 
gentlemen's pleasure mm -hmm. evenings and activities in the, in the basement. Um, they used to have a suit and tie fetish. Uh, they used to have a sportswear fetish, and they also have a, a water sports fetish. So it looks as though Andre's kind of hedging his bets and doesn't know what night's on. <laughs> so I'm going to go like half and half. It's a natty little outfit. Mm. He's not unattractive as well. Oh, God, no. That's, yeah. I, I mean, you know. The song's very uplifting, actually. I really like it. I mean, the backing singers are positioned like statues uh, on plinths uh, around him. And it's a, that well-trodden theme of triumph over adversity. Um, you know, so they we're going to keep on fighting till the end. They're going to build statues in our name. Um, I like the sort of the, the uplift of it. Um, it's quite anthemic as well but don't know why but it reminds me a little bit of a kind of a Baltic Eurovision entry mm. I get that kind of flavour from it I'm not really sure why but uh, yeah I think it's borderline anthemic I think it meanders probably a little bit too much for it to be anthemic but it is it is uplifting there's a little funky guitar twang like a funk that goes that's kind of running through it which I think kind of gives it a bit of groove which I quite like most of the song, not so much the ending, but most of it up to a point is quite generic for me because he kind of, the performance is static. He's, he's, he's got this usual setup that we see on stage in these national finals where he's standing on a block while all the backing singers and dancers are doing all the movement. And it's just, yeah, just, I feel like it needed a little, something else to add to the mix. But it's one of the better songs in this selection for sure. And there we are then. That is all the songs, the five songs that we have put up for uh, consideration to be the Romanian cherry. So what's left is to announce that, but before we do, there's this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. You know what this is by now. This is our good thing of the week that is good. And it's kind of to combat all the rubbish and shit that we read online and uh, just a bit of positivity in the world. Uh, I know we haven't been that positive in this podcast, so uh, maybe it's to combat some of our negativity. Uh, but this week, we think there's a bit of a, a news story that actually came out last week. But we think it's, think it's quite interesting. The news that Eurovision winner, two-time Eurovision winner, Loreen, has signed with TAP. This is the management company that the BBC employed to uh, select the UK artists for the last few years. And yeah, it's the news that she's now signed them as a management company. And um, it's, well, they don't quite know what this means in terms of her music, but it seems exciting because TAP are quite a, a well-connected management company. Thoughts, Monty, on, on this announcement? Well, <laughs> TAP have finally got their Eurovision winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's good. I mean, I have always thought Lorene has the chops to be a really big global artist. You know, she has the creativity, she has the singing ability, she can bring some banging tunes. Um, and she's such a brilliant performer. I think it's a little bit of a shame that, you know, she's almost seemed to exist entirely within Eurovision and Melody Festival. And, and I would love to see her break out and be more of a global star because, yeah, everything's there for her. It feels as though her career has meandered a little bit after the success of Euphoria. You kind of felt, you know, well, where, where, where could and should this go? Um, so perhaps having somebody like Tap, 
who are so connected, have had big artists on their books, maybe just kind of opens the doors or creates the opportunities and steers her in a little bit of a direction. I think it's good news. No, I agree. I think, you know, you're right. She is a standout star and there was always something. I mean, she went off after Euphoria because she went in a completely new musical direction, which I think is risky. And I think it was a risk. She knew what she was doing, but she's done her art now. And I kind of feel like Tattoo was a a move back to her older sound like Euphoria. And people said it's exactly the same song as Euphoria. And I just wonder now, is this something now where she's done her art piece? She's done this body of work. And now she wants to maybe be a little more loose with it and she maybe do more commercial sounding songs. Maybe that's why it's the right time for Tap to come on. I don't know. But it's interesting to say that there is a there is sort of smutterings of uh, a new song that's out in October. Uh, this was a Twitter profile, a Eurovision chart, so I can't, it's not been verified. But there is uh, in October, now, <laughs> soon, uh, Is It Love is the name of a new song. We've even got, uh, it's under three minutes as well, the song. So someone's seen a, a document somewhere. So we'll see. We wonder whether this could be, you know, Loreen stretching out and having further success. I mean, if an artist wants to follow a creative vision, uh, which is more artistic and less commercial, I think that's great. I mean, I love artists who've managed to do that, but sometimes you need a bit of commercial backing, um, you know, and that financial security to be able to do it. And, you know, very few people are able to stay their careers like that. So I don't know, maybe it's necessity, maybe it's just wanting to enjoy that success or capitalise a little bit on the second Eurovision win. I mean, what a platform. Great, great job. Yeah, so that makes us feel good. Well done, Loreen. Well done, Tap, especially. That's a massive sign-in. And we look forward to dot, dot, dot. So that's why this week, Loreen is... Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So there we are. All that's left now is to announce the Romanian cherry this year. Monty, who have we selected? Well, we have selected... Andrea, her folklore orchestra and her little pillows. Andrea D with the Folklore Orchestra with Peranita Mea there, the Romanian cherry for 2023. Mm, we had to select it. It was fun. It knew exactly what it was doing. And I think we need this in our selection this year. Absolutely. If you agree or disagree, we don't care. But do contact us at, on Twitter or X, Second Cherry, at Second Cherry. Insta, second underscore cherry, Facebook, second cherry podcast, and you can also email us, which is at hello at secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. So there we are. That's that's the penultimate episode done, and we have one more. And I suppose we should announce it because people will be guessing by now. There's one particular country we've not done, and well, it's Sweden. 
Yay! So next week, our final, uh, not final episode, of course, because there will be a season finale, but the final country, the final cherry we're selecting next week will be Sweden. So do let us know uh, how you feel about our selection so far. We're going to leave you with that then. Have a great week and don't forget to tune in for the next one because the vote will be opening straight afterwards and it won't be on for very long this year <laughs> because we've got the file quite quickly afterwards so get your votes in quickly we'll speak to you later bye, bye.